0: Welcome to episode 39 of Show Me Your Mic. My guest for this episode is Sam Kapila, podcaster extraordinaire and teacher based out of Austin, Texas. So naturally, our discussion revolved around breakfast tacos. So if you haven't eaten, I'd encourage you to go take a bite, grab some eggs, throw them in a tortilla, some salsa, the red, not the green, some uh, what, cheese. Make sure you have lots of cheese. Yes. You're going to get hungry while you're listening to this podcast. And uh, enjoy the discussion about uh, Austin, podcasting for our local community, as well as an interview show that she's a part of as well. And listen for Good Stuff News. Enjoy the show. (laughs) You like the breakfast tacos, right?
1: Love the breakfast tacos.
0: (laughs) All right, there you go. And that tweet won't be a lie. I've never had breakfast tacos, but What? See? <laughs> See? Totally talking breakfast tacos with Sam Kapila.
1: And, of course, right when we start recording is when the cat decides to freak out and make a lot of noises.
0: <laughs> it won't be the first cat that's been heard on Show Me Your Mic, so no worries. Dogs, they cats.
1: always just want attention. I think they want their own show.
0: Well, as Tim was saying, he was going to do a show with his cat. And then I saw that. Kyle Roderick said he wanted to do a show with his cat, too. So I think there's a market for that. I don't know. Yeah. That'll be I a whole. not that... we'll to start a new podcast network for cats. It could just,
1: it could just be called PodCats.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. I
1: had to. I had to.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the voice you're hearing, in case I can't remember if I... I'll, we'll see how I start this show. <laughs> Uh, is uh, Sam Kapila from, while she's in Austin, Texas, is a teacher, and and more importantly, (laughs) what's more important than being a teacher, uh, is that she's a podcaster as well, and that's why she's on this show, host of the ATX web show, and also on a little show called the non Breaking Space Show, which is infrequently posting these days, but uh, is still alive and kicking. Uh, Hey, Sam, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yes, it's been a long time coming. We keep talking about it every time we
1: yeah.
0: chat on non-breaking space. Um, let's see where to begin. I, I'm curious. What's your? I noticed in your bio, you sort of live have lived all over the place. Mm-hmm. And what's what what drew you to Austin? And you can go as far back as you want, but Austin's kind of become this a bit of a mecca these days for tech and nerdery stuff. Obviously, South by Southwest <laughs> is going on right now, which is yeah. its own little mecca, but um, what, what drew you to Austin?
1: Um, so my sister, um, moved here in 2001 to go to college. So I've been coming here a lot since then. Um, lived in Florida at the time going to college and never thought I'd end up living in Texas or in Austin at all. Just thought, Oh yeah, that's where my big sister lives. Um, seems like a cool place. They have an outlet mall, whatever. (laughs) And, um, I think in 2008, I decided to go to grad school and applied in in town because she said that through her grad program, she had taken a design class as an elective and everything that the design professor said, she said, oh, you would totally agree with everything. You should just apply here as a backup. And then that backup ended up being the first choice. And um, yeah, and then I've been here ever since. I thought it would be a temporary thing like, oh yeah, I'll just move there for a couple of years, get through grad school. And then it got a hold of me. And then I don't know when I'll leave. If <laughs> I'll ever leave.
0: If you'll ever leave. Right. Yeah. Nice. And then, uh, your path to becoming teaching at Texas State University. Uh, mm-hmm. what's,
1: what's the story there? Um, the story is that just... I never planned on being a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of, um, family members have been either engineers or teachers. So I've decided I wanted to be neither of those things because I wanted to be a a designer. uh, And I thought that would be the only thing I would do. And then the grad program, again, um, offered the option to teach and said, you know, you can get in-state tuition, you can um, learn a lot outside of being in your own classroom because you learn a lot from just doing this other stuff. And of course, I'm always adding more and more to my plate. So I thought, why not? And um, did that while I was in grad school as a, as a teaching assistant, which um, the way the program runs it is you observe somebody for the first year and then the second um, year and years after that you're teaching on your own and building your own curriculum, that sort of stuff. So I did that. Um, thought I'd be done again with graduation when I would, at that point, Consider leaving Texas, and neither of those things have changed. Teaching full-time and uh, staying in Texas.
0: <laughs> so let's see. Is there a third thing we can find that you're doing that you didn't think you... I guess podcasting you probably didn't think you'd be doing.
1: That definitely was never on the life plan. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I do talk a lot, as you as you know, from um, all of our... Well, no. On, I was going to say, on
0: Non-Breaking Space, it's, it's tough to get a word in edgewise with christopher schmidt but (laughs) but yeah continue
1: yeah i i I talk a lot but i never uh really spoke in front of people and even with teaching didn't like the idea of people taking my advice like i don't know if you (laughs) should listen to me i don't know why i'm standing in front of you right now but i think this design decision may be a good idea or i think this html thing might be cool Um, but you know, form your own opinions. Maybe I'm wrong. I was just so uh, nervous about a lot of it that I, um, at least like
0: the the confidence, at least it's like, you're not teaching say medicine where you're like, like, maybe you should take someone's heart out or maybe you should, whatever.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I, I couldn't do that, (laughs) but I feel nervous just telling students that, but now it's been almost six years and I, I can't shut up now. (laughs) as my students would be the first to tell anyone um, that I I got really comfortable with that. And I think that also made me a lot more comfortable with the microphone.
0: Yeah. And you get to teach on, just going, jumping back to your teaching, you're teaching on responsive web design, topography and web Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, which even for me still is, uh, I know I'm fairly a few years removed from college days, but it still feels a bit like it's a foreign idea to most higher ed, but maybe it's not. I mean, like I said, I've been away from it for a while, but. It was like the furthest thing on, on anybody's mind, even when HTML was fairly popular when I was in school and common, and but nobody was teaching classes at the university level on it. Um, so that's, I, I don't know, it's an exciting thing, I guess, and it's, like I said, I'm sure it's more common these days than it was a few years ago.
1: It, it's getting there. A lot of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of schools have to um, go through a lot of red tape to change that sort of stuff, so it's not necessarily that they're not willing to, it's just a process that they have to go to, or go through, and... Um, But it's great. that um, I love that my parents are like, how's that responsive thing going? And they know what it means, and I never told them. Or um, just spent the weekend with um, some friends from college out in Colorado, and they were asking, oh, yeah, you're teaching responsive. We're going to do that at our job. We don't know what it means yet, but can we talk to you about it? I was like, yes, of course. It's really interesting to see stuff like that um, really, really pick up and – it's, it's a fun time to be a part of it. I keep telling my students, like, you have it made. Like, you have the best um, experience, and you're in the web during the best time. Like, back in my day, and then I pull up the old Space Jam website and show them how um, you have to do individually colored um, H1 tags or something like that to make the Space Jam website with its black background and repeating star gif pattern work. But. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's hard to believe that that site is actually still alive, too. That's what's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah I wish more going. more sites did that. I wish I had done that with my old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I wish my GeoCities was still alive with yeah. its rotating Earth <laughs> next to a under-construction animation.
0: Totally, yeah. Those were the days when it was yeah. way harder, but still. It was kind of like a fun little playground that there wasn't as much pressure almost to... <laughs> yeah. The tools were so bad you couldn't really... There's No way to make it look really good unless you're really, really good, I guess. But, um, so wait, what brought you into podcasting? What was the your first sort of foray into
1: um, talking to a microphone
0: by yourself somewhere?
1: I, um, a former student of mine, um, Hattie Cook, who you know, I think, and uh, a lot of listeners do, um, she started working at five by five. And, um, I think one of the weekends, I think it was Thanksgiving weekend, she was going to be out of town. So, um, Dan said, Hey, you want to do a Thanksgiving show? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm in town. And, um, incredibly scared of the microphone. I was told that I was at least a foot or two away. And every time I was asked to move closer to the microphone, I would slowly end up backing away from <laughs> Fading away. It. It <laughs> not comfortable. Yeah. But even now, I'm still told, uh, I still don't know, um, which this is horrible. I should know this stuff by now. Um, I guess, are they called spit guards? The, like, little?
0: Oh, yeah, or. Uh, no, I'm sure I'd there's like a
1: better it, name for yeah. them. Um. <laughs> I'm intimidated by those. Probably a little bit more than the microphone, because you have to get so close to them. Uh, it, so that, for me, was a little strange. So is
0: it? <laughs> is there some sort of irrational, hidden fear of the. Why am I playing yeah. on what the that thing is called now somebody's going to be banging their head against the wall listening <laughs> to this um, Mic guard yeah, I don't know why am I anyway, is there something from your past or your sister you know teased you with one too much? no, no.
1: <laughs> never I was I mean I was always afraid of the microphone a little bit. Um, my sister and I would both sing it like uh, with filter. our school okay. chorus in, in high school, but we never had that thing, so I just didn't understand what it was about. Like, why is this thing that I've never seen before <laughs> the size of my head practically? Yeah. Um, it's just, I didn't like it. Not pop, a fan. <laughs> pop
0: filter is what it is. That's what I was trying to. Ah. But um, I actually, I need one for, uh, it's funny you mention that because when I interviewed Dan on this show a, a while back, he gave me heck for not having a pop filter. And I, in direct defiance to him, I still haven't gone and got one. But
1: You tell him. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'll show him. I'll show him who's a successful podcaster, <laughs> <laughs> pop filter or not. No, so that was your your start was with sort of being thrown into the. That's a, I mean that's a pretty big start on five by five, which I mean back then maybe it wasn't as big, but it was still a pretty big network, and now it's you know it's a huge in the world mm-hmm. of podcasting. Um, and so that was on one of their shows, like the.
1: Yeah, I was talk- on a uh, Thanksgiving episode of the Frequency in its first couple of weeks. Ah, uh, okay. Um, read the news with um Dan and um just we were in a building uh during Thanksgiving where no one was really working and we we're just like looking for anything to talk about so we're looking out the window and we're like oh a person just parked or this, and this happened and that's our news. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was episode uh, I just found it episode 27 back. Yep. There we go. In the I show notes. it's called
1: Tooth Hat. Yeah. Which um was something I think we invented that weekend. It was interesting.
0: Nice. So have you gone back to doing anything on Fibonacci? I can't remember. I'm sure you've popped in.
1: Um, no, I don't think I've been back since. Just uh, been a listener. When Hattie used to be in one of my classes, um, she was in an independent study with me and a couple of other um, students where they would just kind of – you could make your own hours, you could make your own schedule of how you want to work with your students on that. And what the group decided of, of the three of them was, we just want to have time where we work and you're here, you can work on your own stuff. And then if we have questions, we'll ask you. So what we would do is I'd get a classroom, they'd work on their computers, I'd grade something while they were working and then we'd just listen to five by five or anything design related. Um, and I think that's kind of how... The interest there started for them listening to the show a little bit more. Some of them already were. Um, we'd listen to different types of shows. And then, um, yeah, we're just good listeners, I guess.
0: Hmm. It, was, so, it was
1: nice to have that on while you're working on stuff. It keeps you in the right mindset.
0: Yeah, like a good talk radio show or something in the background. But yeah. Related to work. What, uh, where did the connection to the ATX web show start? Um, That's quite the crew. Looking at the, the about page. Yes. There's eight and then two retired. Oh, no, eight. Sorry, there's a bear, which is.
1: No, the bear. The bear is just as much of a part of the show as anybody.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Eight and then two retired or off-duty folks, I guess, as well. So, yeah, what was the connection to the ATX web show?
1: Well, um, some of the people that are associated with the ATX web show also started the uh, Drupal meetups in town. So um, I believe it was a pair of guys, Dave and Trent and um, Reagan and. So that was a community that was starting to form. I was too shy to go for a while. And then I think, you know, meetup number eight or nine was when I first started going and met those guys um, and kind of slowly became friends with everybody. And somebody mentioned, you should be on the show. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, you know, didn't think anybody should have to hear what I have to say about anything. Um <laughs> I didn't really think about it much. And I think um, the following year, wow, which which has almost been a year now, um, it was brought up again. And then it's like, okay, let's put that on the schedule and let's have you on the show. So I ended up being interviewed on the show by my friend Travis, who is one of the eight. He's not the bear. He's the other one. Um, He just interviewed me. We sat down at a bar that we frequent at um, called The Ginger Man. And just did a half an hour show and then it's like, all right, that that was cool. Can't wait till it's up. And then a week or two later, the producer Andy said, Um, do you wanna just be on the show forever? We're like, okay. Sweet. So that's kinda how that happened. But um right before that I think was when I was on Tim's show, The East Wing, and I think that maybe led to that, and I think the East Wing also led to and dribble meetups and all of that sort of stuff. Just the Austin community being so awesome um, and really supportive of me being on the East wing. That's, I guess how I ended up on the other two shows.
0: Nice. So thanks to Tim.
1: Yep. Tim's awesome. I've never seen, I mean, now that I have done a little bit more shows, I've learned a lot about how to make people comfortable, but I, I think a lot of that came from how Tim talks to people. He's very respectful. He does his research. He's polite. He's kind. He's just a great guy.
0: Yeah. It's all an act, though, really. (laughs) (laughs) Once you really get to know. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Tim and I, and you know this, but for listeners maybe who aren't aware of what's going on, because maybe you just tune into this one show and never come back. But uh, Tim and Adam Clark and I are actually building a new podcast site that this show and a few others are going to be moving to mm-hmm. let's put a, throw a little plug in the middle here and uh over at goodstuff.fm. and uh so that's we're building that it's hopefully going to be launching in the next uh what did we say maybe it's monday <laughs> <laughs> i should probably do something about that but uh yeah so that's something to check out you can go to goodstuff.fm right now and sign up on uh, the newsletter and uh follow the twitters and all that kind of stuff uh, to get notified if you're keen on that kind of stuff and uh on good stuff as it were and uh so yeah this show will eventually be moving there right now it's if you're finding this through somewhere you can find show notes and more information about the show at ssktn.com and look for show me your mic but uh yeah in in the coming weeks it'll transition over to goodstuff.fm slash s-m-y-m show me your mic is where you can find it um and so I'm curious well, with a with a local focused podcast, and obviously mm-hmm. Austin is you know in in a unique space. Like I said, with being sort of a mecca of, <laughs> of tech folks these days, and and lots of fun startup development design folks around there. Um, is it kind of like a neat uh, you know you mentioned doing recording a show at a coffee shop and and things like that? Is it is it is recognizable within the community that because um, a lot of us podcasts sort of in a vacuum in a sense in our real world, like when we go out. I go out into the world and not that I expect people to recognize me because of what I'm doing, but even the show itself or anything like that is kind of like completely foreign and doesn't really register. But to have a show within a community like that, does it help sort of build a better, stronger community around the podcast even itself or how does it feel? I think,
1: I think so because um, Austin's community is just so close in general now. And I think a lot of that, at least to me has been because of things like refresh Austin and the dribble meetups. So when People are talking about the projects that they're working on. Everybody jumps on board. They ask how they can help. And that's why there's so many people listed on that site, including the bear um, that we're just like, how can we help? Um, what, what can we do? Can we come on the show? Or if you ever you know, want to use this office space, Happy Cog has been so nice and let us use their recording studio that they have for their own show and, Um, for the Majingo um, video tutorials that um, their director of technology started. I mean, there's just a total sense of community and people just supporting um, what everybody else is doing that it it makes it a lot easier to um, continue doing those sort of things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Ireland actually was on this show a while back just before Happy Cog launched their, uh, their new stuff, new, they're building in the process of building their studio, I think. And uh I need to have him back on and talk now again about... Because at the time he was kind of hush-hush about what was going on. It wasn't completely public <laughs> what they were doing mm-hmm. or something. And so, um, yeah, good good to talk gear and Their, out.
1: their um, recording studio is really nice. And um, I think the last, the most recent um, ATX web show, I think the Valentine's Day um, special was recorded at their studio. And We Sound... So great. (laughs) I don't like hearing my voice and I was actually like, wow, I sound wonderful. Can we use this studio all the time? (laughs) I don't sound as annoying as I usually do.
0: (laughs) That's that's certainly something podcasters need to get over. Is that a whole idea of hearing? Do you listen to your own shows back like later?
1: I I tried at first and I just couldn't. And then now every once in a while when I have to go back and do show notes, I have to hear myself. So I've kind of just dealt with it. Yeah. (laughs) for the first couple, I couldn't, and especially when my, you know, when I sent the first couple of recordings to my mom or my dad and they're listening to it, I'm like, mom, don't listen to me, like, please. She'd be like, oh, honey, you sound so cute. You're fine. And I just get even more. Uh, more paranoid, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's funny how you send it to them, but then say, don't listen to <laughs>
1: It's like you can listen to it, but not when I'm around or yeah. can hear myself.
0: That's the thing. I don't. I'll like. I you know. I edit shows and stuff, and so I will listen to myself that way. I'm used to hearing myself in a you know, like in with my headphones on and nobody in the room. But I'll come home sometimes. And my wife will be playing a podcast because I do a podcast with my brother-in-law, and you know, obviously, it's sort of fun family stuff that way. But I can't stand. I have to make her turn it off because I, I can't stand walking around the house while I'm listening to myself. <laughs> It's just something, something I can't do. Um, uh, yeah. So the, in the ATX web show and then non-breaking space show is another show that, mm-hmm. uh, that's speaking of where I edit and you're now helping host with Christopher Schmidt and, uh, which is another show actually that I don't even know if you know this yet, but it's, it's going to be moving to good stuff. FM. Um, joining us there.
1: I just heard yesterday. There you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Breaking news. Um, uh, and, uh, which I know it's it's something you we I think you've been on as a host now, four or five episodes maybe. I don't know if the exact number we, uh, I'm not sure.
1: I think almost made. a year now. Is it? Oh,
0: there you go. Time flies I think when you, la-
1: Last uh, May. Yeah. That
0: one's such a funny one. And maybe you can tell me your thoughts because is the ATX web show, how often do you record a show for that? Um, is it hit and miss or is it?
1: We, um, I think everybody was, was going through different things last year. There was a lot of traveling, babies were born, um, jobs were changing, things like that. That um, Between last, I would say July to December, we weren't as um, on schedule as we should be. Um, but we did make our New Year's resolution to record every two weeks, and that was only broken this week because of South by Southwest. Right. So we're uh, we were good until this week, but we also have a couple of um, interviews that we can throw in there um, that haven't previously been released. We just need to put them out there.
0: Right. And that's yeah, a similar yeah. format. That's not exactly, but similar to the kind of idea with not breaking space, where we record mm-hmm. episodes ahead of time, um, and then you know release them as they as we need to kind of idea yes. mm-hmm. uh, which is an interesting idea I guess for some podcasters uh, like a lot of the other shows that I do it's I find it tough to fall back into that the non-breaking space show groove because it's kind of a bit scattered for to me compared to like I record this show and then I release it and then I'm done I don't have to think mm-hmm. about it again what have you how, how have you found I guess doing a show like non-breaking space where it's like an interview in-depth sort of techie nerd discussion um, and um yeah what's how have you enjoyed this show? Just short um, what'm asking
1: <laughs> i've I've really enjoyed working on the the two different types of shows because uh, with ATX web show it's it's a completely different format even though there are interviews um it's it's just completely different and I think with ATx web show we're also trying to keep it um, up to half an hour no longer that's kind of been um, something that some of the co-hosts wanted to to do, and a lot of the people that do listen, all three of them, um, do want shorter, more regular shows. So uh, we've been trying to match that. And with um, non-breaking space, getting to interview people is really, really interesting. Because you'll make your series of questions you want to ask, but one of their answers makes you want to ask something else and go down a completely different road. So you want to throw out your questions or other times you just want to shut up and let them talk, which is usually where I fall because I'm just so fascinated by all of it. And then (laughs) if I'm recording in the same room as Chris Schmidt, he is almost sketchnoting what's happening. So I end up watching more of what he's sketchnoting, (laughs) which is about the podcast. And it does remind me to ask, oh, well, what about this thing? um, that you just said, but I'm just as fascinated by Chris doodling
0: on the side. <laughs> That's interesting. Cause I've, I mean, I've been on, on that show or recording the show or editing or whatever the show since its inception, but I have no idea what Chris does on the other end. So it's good to hear, that, <laughs> hear what's going on over there. Not that he's ever distracted or or whatever. Like you wouldn't, I wouldn't have even guessed that he's doing anything aside from attention which i mean he is but
1: (laughs) he he is he's he's taking notes on what's being said so that when he does follow up um since usually the replies from people are longer i think for him it's his way to focus and a lot of them look like infographics of how we led from one thing to the next and he just has a lot of blank pieces of paper in front of him
0: interesting we'll have to uh that brings up something we should be doing like taking screenshots after or photos after the fact i guess it's not a screenshot but Photos, after the fact, of his notes so that are Mm -hmm. put them up as sort of like a show note visual archive of what was what was discussed. Something something different anyways to to bring to the show. We'll see. Maybe he's too humble about his uh, artistic ability that way or something. I don't know.
1: I'm trying to remember if he saved his last ones or not. I think I mentioned that he should, but I can't remember what he actually did with them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he probably just recycles them as he leaves or whatever. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, Circling back to some of the education stuff, I was curious is podcasting something that's uh, a commonly thought of tool in, in the education world these days? Or is it um, still sort of out there in the the weird world of technology?
1: Um, wings it, it hasn't really made its, at least for us, it hasn't made its way yet. I think some of the mass comm or journalism programs probably um, utilize them a little bit better than we do. But there are um, students that are interested in it. Or have found some of their own. Um, There's a Debbie Millman one um, that a lot of students really listen to since it's traditional design interview discussion type stuff. Um, Recently, I've been sending a lot more of, uh, I've been assigning a couple of, instead of a reading assignment, you have to now listen to this podcast and uh, reply to it. And I I think when Tim interviewed Andy Clark, I think about a year ago. Andy Clark, uh, from the other side of the pond, um, from stuff and nonsense. I think there was a lot of information in that podcast that would be beneficial to students and how to protect yourselves and contracts and that sort of stuff. So things like that, I've been sending them a little bit more, but I don't think it's in their, um, in their toolkit, I guess it's not really a tool, but a part of their designing at home process, or I'm going to listen to this podcast while I code. I don't think it's, um, reach that level for them yet hmm.
0: and how about on the other side of the the table like for teachers and stuff like is it a place where you would do you'd put out lectures on in a podcast form and things like that or is it kind of more not there, really seen as necessary or
1: there are hard? some people doing that i think it um just depends on the major i don't think it's happening a lot in in design and I've recorded a couple of things here there on days that uh, we've had a couple of, I, I know you're going to laugh at this, but we've had a couple of snow days.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and I, uh, days like that I could record it, but a lot of the things that I need to teach require sharing the screen too, so I end up recording the screen and audio. But um, it'd be nice one day to eventually have that stuff archived, but I think with design it's a little bit tougher since it's a visual thing. Right.
0: Yeah, so you're then you're getting into screencasting or whatever and then it, yeah. the file size goes up and everything yeah. gets a more complex.
1: And our LMS that we have has a podcasting option, but I can never figure out how to upload stuff to it.
0: So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes, uh, Austin's snow days, those must be rough. Yeah. Rough down there. Oh yeah. Really rough. I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> We're just starting to melt and we I mean still is two feet piled high of snow everywhere, but Anyways, that's just how the world works. Can't be bitter at Austin because they don't get snow really.
1: Yeah, we just have breakfast tacos.
0: Right. <laughs> Bring it back around to the beginning. Tell me about a breakfast taco. What's. Uh...
1: I can't believe you've never had one. I'm shocked.
0: So, what, I mean, yeah, what is it? Maybe I've had it in some form that I don't recognize. What's. Um, <laughs> I don't know how not recognize a breakfast taco. It
1: usually is a taco that has a soft tortilla. Okay. That could be corn or flour based on your needs. Um, breakfast tacos can be a little bit um, – they they can be had at any time of the day. So it's not really just about breakfast. I think for me what makes a true breakfast taco breakfast taco is that there's some sort of egg or egg substitute tofu base and then whatever toppings you'd like.
0: So what's your ideal breakfast taco? If we, if we were going to go have a – breakfast for lunch
1: i would say um so you're starting with the egg base or tofu uh scramble which is a great invention um base and then i would say avocados salsa red salsa not the green stuff because i'm not ready for that yet um maybe some bacon and then definitely cheese that would be my ideal but there's many different combinations you can get something called uh, tofu migas which is like a uh, scrambled egg that has uh, beans onions red peppers green peppers all cooked into the scrambled egg so some people get that and that's kind of a Austin favorite is to get a uh, migas breakfast taco and there's places here that do it well
0: nice that's yeah we I think we just call those wraps up here so it's a similar idea we have Breakfast wraps, scrambled eggs, and inside a tortilla shell, something like that.
1: And then, um, but it, it's it's just a little bit different here. Taco just sounds like a little bit more of a party, <laughs> right? <laughs> I
0: hear you. <ya. laughs> Certainly does. A wrap, well, yeah, a wrap, rap or a taco. Anyways, we're we're way off podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> should, I should probably wrap up. This is a. Uh, making me hungry for one. So, I apologize if you're listening somewhere and you're not able to avail yourself of a breakfast taco or a breakfast wrap. But, uh, before we do though, one thing I ask all my guests is, uh, what are some podcasts that you listen to? And, uh, and then also what app or client do you listen to them on typically? So, I don't know if you need to, do you need me to stall for a minute to? Oh,
1: no, I can, I can, I have my phone right next to me and I can pull up. So, I have been using, um, I'll jump around a little bit. I have been using, um, on my iPhone, using the podcast app that iTunes or Apple put out, as well as Stitcher Oh yeah. as my main two. Um, and I go back and forth depending on the show, even though most of them are available on both. Um, design-wise, some of my favorites are, or I guess web design-wise, um, On the Grid, Happy Monday... Ninety nine percent visible, East Wing um, shows like that, and then I also just really love listening to. Here is the thing with Alec Baldwin.
0: Yeah, which I think it's. Is it done now? I think I
1: think it has short um, seasons. I'm I'm not sure if it. I I have a couple of episodes to catch up on, but I really do like that one because I hope one day I sound just as fancy as Alec Baldwin when he interviews (laughs) people. Like, that's, <laughs> my, that's my podcasting goal, Yeah, to grow up to sound like Alec Baldwin. He
0: has that, I don't know, what's the word, gravitas, or just, like, yeah. depth to his voice. That <laughs> yes. I <laughs> don't have that. He could be talking that. about, well, like, breakfast tacos, and it would be just, like, this inspirational,
1: he'd mm-hmm. be
0: motivated. I mean, I was fairly motivated to go eat when you were talking about it, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it would be even more fascinating if he was talking about breakfast yeah, tacos. Yeah, exactly. And he's just... I, I just love the way he sounds and the way that he interviews people um there's also another one that i haven't listened to in a while i think it was called the i can never pronounce the actor's last name correctly It was the chobaleski files mm. um with Stephen. oh butchering his last name there's a silent t and a couple of other letters in there um i might have to just tweet it and then have you share it that way um Chobaleski Files, which was just fascinating. Uh, this actor who's been on a ton of stuff, he's one of those actors that is always in a supporting role. You never really know his real name, but you recognize him whenever you see him, and he reads a lot of different stories from his own life or other people's lives. That's, it's just fascinating.
0: Hmm. All right, anything else?
1: I think those are those the are big ones. Other, I mean, I guess I listened to... Um, Radio Lab and things like that too. A couple of things coming out of WNYC, like here's the thing, and yeah, that's that's kind of the 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 big stuff right now. I every I've been really bad about things lately. Um, I used to have all of the uh, big web show, a couple of things from Mule, but I just have been bad about listening to stuff. Everything on my podcast app right now is showing that it stopped downloading because I stopped. Listening, so I've I've been really bad about it lately. Yeah, but a lot of the Mule Radio stuff is great, and um, and the Web Ahead I love a lot. I just haven't had the time to listen to things.
0: Yeah, we need like uh, we need Merlin to go on a Merlin Man to go on a podcast zero kick, teaching us how to properly listen to podcasts so that we can get to oh that would be zero or something. Great idea.
1: (laughs) I barely get that with my inbox, so I'd love to at least have one part of my life. (laughs) Maybe, maybe going through all the emails while you listen to said podcast. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. While you're eating a breakfast taco. I think that's ultimately what it would come down to.
1: I think you just found the like perfect solution.
0: (laughs) The perfect storm of a little niche. Okay. I'm going to start selling an ebook on that pretty soon. Watch for that. (laughs) All right. Well, Sam, where can folks uh, find you and follow you and stalk you on the web's?
1: Um, The best place is always Twitter, so S-A-M-K-A-P, and that's just my Twitter name. Everything you need from me is on there. (laughs) I talk about cats, breakfast tacos, sandwiches, um, being sleepy, and Austin, and yeah, web stuff. (laughs) Fair enough.
0: That sounds exciting and uh, (laughs) makes me hungry. So we'll stop uh, stop the show before... Before i just leave and, and go figure out how to make myself a breakfast taco over here uh but yeah thanks sam for coming on the show and uh thank you folks for listening uh like i said we're in a bit of transition so depending on when you listen to this you'll either be able to find this show at ssktn.com and uh there'll be a redirect page of some sort or links after the fact once good dot fm is launched and live and this show is moved over there so i hope you'll follow me over there um because they'd be sad to lose you as a listener, just because we changed names of, <laughs> of domains. Good stuff, I think sounds better than SSKTN. So uh, that's part of the, part of the fun for me, and and getting to work with fun folks like Tim and Adam and a bunch of other folks that were, are doing shows with. Um, actually, watch for, uh, transmission is a new daily, near daily show that Kyle Roderick is going to be launching on goodstuff.fm. FM, and uh, and I think if I'm not mistaken, you're having lunch with. Yeah, wow, right. we're ha- we're
1: having lunch we're and having chat. um, I think we're gonna have some some meats. All right, Texas meats and um, chat about podcasting and stuff.
0: How is Austin not like everybody in Austin just huge with all the food you t- guys talk about? <laughs> <laughs> everybody it's I see looks tacos, like, they help. <laughs> yeah, everybody I see looks like they're in great shape and just you know healthy, but all I hear is food. So, big <laughs> food down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, folks, for listening and hope you have a great day. See you next time.